1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: Uh, James Ham going to join us whenever he feels like it. I just saw him walk into the building. He's still here uh, getting ready for tonight's uh, quarterfinal in-season tournament game at the Golden 1 Center. Uh, the Sacramento Kings take on the New Orleans Pelicans. Let's get to Captain Hader. <laughs> Our man Ramsey nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. What's up, Ramsey? Hater,
3: not, not too much. Uh, that's only on one team. But, <laughs> that's
2: fair. That's fair. That's fair. It's a true story.
3: But speaking of this whole college football, whatever
2: we want to call it, yes, I'm yes, I'm frustrated, disappointed. Florida State didn't make it, but let's
3: look at next year. Not just with the twelve teams, the conferences almost aren't going to matter anyways with the Pac twelve folding. And all these other teams shifting conferences, we're going to have two potentially two conferences that may have a majority of these these twelve spots for the college football playoff coming next year. Mm. So, I mean, this is the last year to have Power
4: Five, but now are we? What do we call it? a Power Three next year? I
3: I don't know. But with Texas Oklahoma moving to the SEC, you're shifting all the power. Further to, the, further to the south than it already is. Mm. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Somebody else uh, – somebody said this on Saturday night, and this goes to your and what you talked about. They said if Florida State doesn't uh, get in the college football playoffs, if that was, I don't know, noon Eastern at 1215, mm-hmm. they should be signing their papers to get the hell out of the yep. ACC.
2: Well – I, I I was actually I thought you were going to go a different direction. Mm. If I'm a recruit, what the hell am I going to an ACC school for? They said y'all went undefeated and couldn't. Like, what am I going to go here for? AC, ACC
3: could be going away to Pac-12. They said um, the what? The Pac-12. That's still a thing. No, I'm saying they could be the next Pac-12. Oh,
2: going the way of the Pac-12. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I I missed. I thought you yeah. said going to the Pac-12. No, it, no, no, they no, could be I they could be in the
3: same thing because. This happens to Florida State. They say Clemson already want to leave. I think there's another uh, one of their big hitters yeah. that want to leave, too. Hey, you know why they want to leave? We, we You can
2: talk about Big 12 champions. We talk about all that stuff. We've been over this before. ACC has the worst television deal in all of college sports. Oh, let's see. And they are locked into that thing. Mm. I think I could be wrong. I think Ryan might be a teenager by the time they get out of that deal. <laughs> yeah. Jessie, I, th- I, think, sure. I think we looked the it up. I think it's 2037 when that deal's up. I'm almost positive. I'll double check, but we looked that up a few she months is. ago. She She'll yeah. be a freaking teenager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're not going to see the end of that deal. The ACC won't exist by the time that deal is over because that money is going to look. First of all, who the. This is why. Who does that? Who signs a deal, ever changing market for 15 years?
3: With the CW?
2: Yes, yeah, 2036. Need it. it you didn't fire. sign it with ESPN. You signed it with the CW. Fire man. the commissioner or the president or whoever runs the ACC. Whoever signed that deal, fire them hmm. and and boot them into – where? where's Mike Tyson sending people? Send them into Bolivian. Hmm. Did you have something else, Jesse? Nah, just those um, money numbers.
3: They they so, need to oh, go ahead.
2: So with the playoff expanding twelve teams next year, you still think ACC like I guess the ACC champions like they'll have trouble getting in, though? No, 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 no. Or you think you just 12. leave ACC no, just think, to make money? Yeah, there'll be automatic bids. I'm sure for conference champions. This this will never be. This will never be a conversation again. No, which is and this is what we talked thing. about? This what we talked about before the Ohio State Michigan game, or mm-hmm. maybe we talked about it after. College football is on the doorstep of changing forever. Mm. Everything that we've known about college football, all all of us,
3: no matter how old you are, Mm -hmm. it's going to change. It's all going to be different. Look, here's another scenario. Outside of pride and maybe seeding, if you're Georgia, let's just use them as an example, why would you risk your kids playing in the the SEC championship game? Like what would be the point outside of that? Because there would be a first round buy, I guess. So if you think, but we'll we'll use Florida State. Florida State maybe wasn't going to get a first round buy anyway. So why play him in the ACC championship game? We're already in the playoffs. Get him extra rest. Use that as yeah. your buy. Is what teams in the NFL do right? Like for week eighteen, mm-hmm. they use that as their buy going into the yeah, playoffs. They, they have to have an incentive. This is essentially just another
2: professional sports league. When you think about it, oh, it absolutely it always has been. It's just with people who didn't get paid for it. Right,
3: but the structure was different, though.
2: The structure was very different. Well, every game was meaningful. On, on
3: on-field product
2: from September to Thanksgiving weekend, every game, Well, in in, and beyond, Mm -hmm. into Champ Week, every game was meaningful. Yeah, every game of a college football season was meaningful. That's gone now.
3: Mm -hmm. Sad man, I got, I got uh Pissed off again on Friday night when I saw. I talked about it a lot on Friday, but literally the last Pac-12 game of all time. They had the Allegiant Stadium packed. Mm. Washington and Oregon had it lit, like you could be doing so much with the Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever the case may be, and it's just gone. Do you guys think like like this is the end? Not
2: the end of college football, but is it kind of like over? Like, do you think? Like, because obviously the tradition, and all that, that's just kind of out the
0: door now. Like you said, Pac-12's gone and all that. But do you think it'll be better because, like, like Michigan playing USC, stuff like that?
3: Nah, no, I, I said it on Friday. Oh, I said on Friday. I said this is. It's never going to go away because there's colleges and there's people that's going to play, but it's going to be a shell of itself moving forward. Mm-hmm. Football. Mm-hmm. My, I, I'll reserve a little judgment to to get into this twelve team playoff and experience that and see how I feel. But I think the conferences, the the rivalries that have been around for hundreds of years, the um, um, rivalries in close proximity, right? Uh, USC, UCLA, you know, beefing with Northern California teams and Arizona, like those, thing, those things made the college football what it was in a lot of respects. I think it's going to be a shell of itself moving forward. I really do.
2: Uh since we'll be talking so much Kings moving forward, um, shout out to Grant. Uh they're gonna be playing for their second straight uh championship. <laughs>
3: wait a minute. Yeah I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, you you said shout out Grant. I said, wait, what? <laughs> it crossed my
2: mind too, but I just let it slide. We gotta work on Kenny's reactions. <laughs> Shout out to Grant Union High School. There we
3: go, DPH, man, the Grant Pacers.
2: Who will be playing for their second straight state championship uh, after beating uh, Rockland on Friday night. What a um, story, what man, a story. They're, just their just last incredible years, for man. them, just incredible. You know, this is,
3: a, this is a program real quick with Grant that was a powerhouse and fell on some crazy hard times mm-hmm. and a lot of these city schools fall on. A lot of people in the neighborhoods going to different schools and, and not going to the school. and. You know, the facilities that they had, they found some – this powerhouse found some big-time hard times as far as being able to field a competitive football team. And people in that community uh, banded together and got that program back to its elite status. And now, like you said, they're going for back-to-back state titles.
2: Yeah, they beat a really, really good Rockland team on on Friday night. Rockland, too. It was a 14-14 game, and then it wasn't. Then it was the 49ers and Eagles. (laughs) Uh, Grant is – Special, uh, as evidenced by the fact they're playing for their second uh, straight national championship. Uh, Folsom, um, Woodland Christian, they're all headed uh, down south for a shot at state titles as well. So good luck to all of them. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Coach Reed and their boys in the DPH. Man. Yes, a hell, indeed, of a, man. hell of a job that they did on, on Friday, and, and, and good luck to them this, yes, this weekend. Indeed,
3: man. All three of those teams bring back a state title, man. Bring it back up north, man. For sure.
2: Let's get to our man Drew down here nine one six nine zero nine.
3: Well, Drew down normally calls the other show.
2: Well, that's true. Drew down,
0: what's up, baby? My other, my other two brothers over here in SAC. You know what I
3: mean?
2: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Drew
3: down, shout out to the two old yeah. niners. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, hey, man, that was pretty dope.
2: What y'all did? Yeah,
3: yeah, that was, that was pretty dope. Yeah. I love seeing yeah, those yeah. pictures. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: I'm I'm get that's my that's my second bullet point. Um, I just want to shout out uh, watching the Niners game. Uh, Debo Samuel, man. Sometimes the way. You know, when he gets the ball in his hands, he kind of reminds me of T.O. a little bit. Obviously, you know, they're a little bit different build, but I remember watching T.O. take them shallow crosses and just good luck bringing, his, bringing them to the ground. So, Debo's kind of the same way. You know, when he gets the ball in his hands, he's just, he just a man-possessed, so um, he's hard to stop. He he he, uh, he channeled his inner LeBron James to give him that deluxe game. He scored that rushing touchdown, and he said, hey, here go two you." So, uh, <laughs> Debo was balling, and then uh wanna shout out uh, the baddest man on the planet, aka the daddest man on the planet, David Jackson. Uh he set up that whole he set up that whole event. Um, you know, he 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 organized all of that. So shout out David Jackson. Uh he's really him. So going forward I'm gonna to refer to him as David Jack him, if that's there you cool. Go. Uh, Y'all have a good go.
2: Yeah David yeah. Jackson is my guy. In fact both of the Dave Dave Jackson, Dave Garcia, uh of course our boy Drew Down. I love seeing the pictures uh, from 209ers night. Yeah, uh, They were all out there together. They got pictures with Deuce and Moe. Uh, they seemed to have a, a, a great time. We would have loved to have been there. Unfortunately, we were still working uh, when the game started. So um, sometimes I forget. As soon as this show ends, hey, guys, we got another show to do. Uh, but it looked like y'all have fun, man. Thanks for posting the pictures. We hope to see you guys uh, this week. But I love... I love the community that is this Chatty House, man. It's I was going to
1: say Chatty House has become like its own thing now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely,
2: absolutely. Like they, they, they out there mm. in the offices, mm. they talk about the Chatty House. Mm. They talk about the Chatty House more than they talk about DLo and KC. Facts. They, 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 they talk about y'all. We told y'all we were. If we had a single closer out there, we would have had a sponsor for the Chatty House.
3: Uh, true, I'm not helping. A, I'm not. About a year and, and a half ago, we, it was we a long time that. ago, Been yeah. Wow, yeah. Chatty house is trend setting too, man. They got people. If want to name they chat, say it ain't so. <laughs> no. True story, man. True story, man. I just say I'm, I'm. I'm really just saying that to say that Chatty House is is setting trends. That's all I'm saying. Word me, for man. word, bar for bar. They're not calling it that. They're trying to trying to figure out how to, to what to name it. These guys setting trends. Chatty, houses. This, this is you. This is you guys did this. Big ups. Called All the chat forty condo?
2: of them going to have their own name. That's why it's a chat condo. It's, <laughs> not even that's <laughs> a chat apartment. Let's
3: call them the four horsemen. A,
2: <laughs> chat nonsense. duplex. That's a chat Aaron B and B at this point. Get out of here with that. <laughs> Shout out Mrs. Mac10 too. She broke her uh she broke her D and Casey cartoon mug.
3: Oh, Those aren't on the website yeah. anymore.
2: Uh so we put them back up, and not only did we 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 put the 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 mug, the the cartoon mug back up, but we got the 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 new two stations design. We got that on a coffee mug, and we created an insider's one. We sent all of that uh to Mrs. Mac10. Those are That's back up, up there uh on D Lo and KC.com. We'll come back. Uh Will Z is gonna join us. Uh, at the bottom of the bottom of this hour, we'll focus our attention on the Kings and the Pelicans, uh, and of course, James Ham will jump in here shortly as well. The Steeler with Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen
1: twenty. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Will Z going to join us in just a couple minutes. Bottom of the hour, as a matter of fact. James Ham going to join us. Probably when he's done eating lunch. He's sitting out at the table getting ready. The Kings and the Pelicans tonight. Oh.
3: Hey, uh, on my screen right now, you know, on in the in-season studio, uh, DeAndre Swift just got lit up.
2: The what studio?
3: The the in-studio TV or oh. game, what? Did I say camera TV. You I'm...
2: said the in-season <laughs> studio. I wait. What? What's what? What's happening? <laughs> Bro's locked in right now.
3: Yeah, it's all right. KC, ready for <laughs> e- e- game ready. Better watch game yourself, Zion. Ready, baby. Um, no nah, DeAndre Swift got lit up here with two minutes to go. Uh, in the fourth quarter while he was still in the game, we'll never know. Jalen Hurts just got Stupid,
2: sacked. man. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. Nick Sirianni. I'm, I, I I told KC this earlier. I think Nick Sirianni's ego could wind up costing the Philadelphia Eagles. He needs mm. to calm down. He mm. does too much. Like, all that stuff he did before the game, like, bro, what are you doing? It's that email energy. Like, sit mm. your ass down. What, what, what are you going to do? Right, like I say, the same thing e email. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna fight? <laughs> like I hate, I hate stupid stuff like that because what do you expect LeBron James to do in that situation? I I don't know like, exactly. I have no idea. Like and like email, Like what are you gonna do? You gonna fight? Like right. if you are gonna fight, like fight him? Right. He's he's like and then Nick Sirianni out there. Dudes like to get loud when they know they're going to get held back by 40. Mm. Dudes like to get loud when there's a referee right in the middle and they're going to be separated. Mm. Come on, man. Stop acting like that. That's Sir- that's ridiculous.
3: Sirianni, I don't know if he got humbled or not, but it was a clown suit put on him yesterday by Kyle Shanahan. So I didn't. A master class by Kyle Shanahan against Sirianni, I guess, because nobody knows what the hell he does except run his mouth, bump his gums. Uh, but. Kyle Shanahan put a clown suit on. Did you see that poor defensive coordinator? Did you see him on the sideline? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He he was looking like he, I I don't know what to do.
2: Yeah, It was cold for putting the camera on him too. They um yeah yeah that was me. yeah
3: they don't ever <laughs> they don't ever put a camera on him when it's yeah. all good. They want right. to go to Sirianni right.
2: It won't go to Sirianni.
3: There was a uh, I'm not really I'm not really feeling this guy too much, but he did a good job today. Uh, Manuel Ocho acho he oh. did a really good Not breakdown um he was super super extra and it was kind of annoying but that, that checks out it's definitely him he broke down uh, it's on the twitter it's a lot to explain i i retweeted it but he broke down like some of the things that makes Kyle Shanahan's uh, offense tough to guard mm-hmm. and and i thought he as annoying as he is he in this particular case he did a great job of explaining it for somebody who doesn't play football or doesn't know, like, football terminology. And he, the way he broke it down, I could see why there are people running wide open left and right against Kyle Shanahan. That could be a lot to decipher. Hmm. It was basically like they set up in a formation and you got guys on a certain side and you, if you're the middle linebacker, you count from the outside in and you've got the last guy you count, or the third guy. So one, two, three. You got the third guy. Usually that third guy goes in motion to the other side who you're not counting for. It's like I said, it's on the Twitter. It's super convoluted and I see where it can confuse a lot of people. He did a good job with that. Don't like this dude. I don't either. I really don't. I don't either. Okay.
2: <laughs> I, let me let me see. But it's... he,
3: I i I tap my hat on this one. It's, he did his thing. It's not, it's two minutes. It's not. It's yeah, not, it doesn't, it's, you don't have to play. They can check it out on my Twitter if you okay. want Okay. But he all does right. He does a good job. That's all I was going to say about it. He did a good job breaking it down. Okay. Yeah. I had it pulled
2: up just in case. We could go to De'Aaron Fox. Sean Cunningham doesn't really throw, we're not going to go to JaVel McGee. <laughs> but we can go to, uh, I forget. It's You know what we could, you know what we should do to help out? What's that? You think we could get JP front row tickets tonight? Right by the right, just have have her sit across from the Pelicans bench and sure, just be JP. Absolutely. That could be distracting for, that could be distracting for someone on the New Orleans Pelicans. For Zaya, Sarah, are you listening? Can we? For can we? That's what I'm saying. Can we get JP front row tickets? Just to, just a just to. Be like a six starter out there. <laughs> Let's go to De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> Yo, Shut out Chris, man. Just, like, Chris, like he positions himself there, and he this <laughs> Chris, Chris catches the flag a lot. Here's, I mean, this
4: being a potential playoff, you know, uh, matchup that we could have.
2: It was funny. I just caught out of the corner of my eye. Jesse's out of position. I think he just took a quick glance at the dump button just to make sure all was He's good. He's ready.
4: Yeah, you try to you try to treat as many of them, you know, like that as possible. Did Was the scouting more dense? <clears throat> you know, like, did it feel like more of a playoff prep? No. I mean, whenever – for us with the – like that first practice uh, before the playoffs is definitely a lot more film. Um, obviously, at the end of the day, it's – Regular season game, we know that, regardless if we win or lose, we have you know another opponent. Um, after this, uh, you can't really prep like you would for a playoff game. Uh, I mean, a lot of the storyline coming into this would be how you guys didn't defend Zion and in, in what do you think kind of went wrong during those two games. I mean, done? we have to try to keep a body on him, be stay in front of them, obviously knowing that you're going to take a hit. Uh, I mean, it's not rocket science the way they try to guard Zion, but obviously it's a lot harder. Than, I mean, it's a lot of easier said than done. There's a lot of unique challenges in the league, he's he's obviously one of them. I mean, yeah. what type of challenges he bowed for your team? I mean, just physically, the way that he plays, uh, you can't shy away from contact. You know, if you have to take a charge, you got to be willing to take the hit. Like I said, it's not rocket science the way that you that you guard him, but you have to be physically ready to guard him. And then their length and physicality, it kind of we talked about that all season long in terms of teams that give you kind of. Struggles in that department. I mean, do you see progress being made when you go up against a lot of those physical, long teams? Oh, I mean, I think uh, you know the way they play with guys, Dyson Daniels and uh, Herb and, uh, and uh, Jose Niji. You know the way that those guys affect the game is is defensively. They affect the game with their energy. Uh, they pick up every chance they get, uh, regardless of if it's made or missed basket. Yeah. Um, you know, when you have multiple guys on a team that does that, that does that, obviously it makes it, it makes it tough on you. Uh, you have to exude a lot more energy even just trying to get the ball, or get the ball up the court. So, uh, I think that's a challenge for anybody. If I'm right, CJ wasn't playing last night. He he play what, what added element does he he add to it? Uh, I mean, offensively, you know, he's one of the best in the game, he's one of the best ISO scorers in the game, one of the best shooters in the game. Uh, I think he has that dynamic, but at least that takes a defender off the floor.
0: So, how unique is it that you're playing this team for the third time and
3: did he just take a shot at cJ did i hear that right uh, it could be taken as a shot <laughs> i don't think i don't think he took a shot but it could be hey okay. if I'm if i'm looking for uh for some extra motivation if i'm cJ I could I could
2: take that that way okay okay <laughs> that three weeks after that back
4: to back you had or that two- game series uh uh-huh. i mean it's happened with team before so. Uh... It's nothing new. There are times where you can see a team two or three times and you know two or three weeks. So uh that doesn't that's not that's not anything new, but like I said, we we've lost to them twice and uh we have to try to get this season series as close as possible because well, that, that that matters when it comes to playoff time. A little off topic, but I saw um that Ime udoka LeBron <coughs> moment um, the other night, and the audio from that kind of came out, but I, I know you always have kind of interactions with head coaches sometimes. I don't think it ever gets to that level, but do you kind of try to ever jab a head coach like that, or just kind of talk to him, and it, it, it'll trash talk at any point? Uh, I mean, it always depends on what the complaint's about, for sure. Yeah, it usually centers around a foul call, right? I mean, yeah, I see yeah, like definitely. Steven Silas. And- definitely. Uh, I mean, it's never gotten to, like, that point, but yeah, that's at, at times. Yeah. Kevin I've goes. never I've never gotten to the point where like we both got in text or anything like that. For sure. Now. Do you guys do, yeah. do you feel like you guys are a better defensive team this year? I mean the numbers seem like slightly different. Yeah, I mean I think we've uh we've had I think longer stretches but we have to we've had some even complete games but uh we have to try to make that you know as close to
2: our identity our, our identity as possible. De'Aaron's yeah. locked in. He's tired of answering questions. <laughs> He's ready to play in this game tonight.
3: Let's go, let's go, man. Let's let's get to the final four. I wonder if they're ever going to call it that—the final four. It's probably trademarked. I don't think you can. Yeah, Yeah. NBA Final Four. How about that? Eh, Call it something else.
2: Hmm. I don't know what though. I I think I don't. Yeah, I don't know what. Maybe I guess you could. The NBA Final Four. I don't don't know. The Quattro. Okay. Yeah, okay. I had it's been a while. I was like, "Wait, is that right? I only know it if I say it in order." All right. Well, in any event, uh talk about the team being uh a better defensive team uh this year. Lots of lots of Anthony Slater questions in that one, by the way. Uh probably partly because James is here. I think we heard Jake and, and of course our man Sean Cunningham in there. Well, I I I'll, I'll I'll mention this. You know, De'Aaron gave all of the diplomatic answers. We were talking about this last night. This team moves the ball. They play Sacramento Kings basketball. Mm-hmm. Not going to go so far as to say they're unbeatable, but, man, it's tough to beat them. Talk about that assist number. They had 33 assists against the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I think they're 7-0 and now in games with 30-plus assists. 15-plus mm. threes, they're and 9-1. Mm. Not 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 to not to not to scoop all the Will Z's heat before he joins us. I know that's his bag, uh, but those are some numbers I, I kind of had in, in in my notes since since our TV appearance yesterday with Jay Gayden. and that's moving the ball. That's what you call for. That is that beautiful brand of basketball that the Sacramento Kings team plays. The, uh,
3: the does the offense look? I ask you. I ask everybody. Does the offense look normal? Back to normal? Fixed after the angst that. I, I was part of it, too, um, had in the first couple From the start games. of the season? Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. I think, I think so. so. But was, wasn't it last week when people were, well, it's James. I think it was James who was just like, the eh, no, offense ain't really clicking the way it should.
2: Well, I think part of that is because Keegan was out. There's that, too. I think, you know, Keegan's out. With with all due respect to Chris Duarte, who's unavailable tonight, I, I think all, when you have a, you know, a zero-point starter – yeah, it's gonna look a little bit different. And like Keegan Keegan was out, what, three, three, four games? Uh, five games, I think. Was it that many? Yeah. Jesus. Like that's a that's that's a good chunk of that's a good chunk of time. That's how many games De'Aaron was out. Mm-hmm. So you got five games without De'Aaron and five separate games mm. without Keegan Murray. So you got ten games, so you got over half your season where one of your primary offensive or in De'Aaron's case, your primary offensive weapon right. is out. Yeah, it's gonna look different. That, that and that's some,
3: one of the things we talked about when De'Aaron was out. When we were, you know, talking about Davion and how they looked in Houston and all this other stuff. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, your your guy ain't there. Yeah, and we were always we kept saying like, it shouldn't look like that. Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't lose De'Aaron and everything just goes to hell in a handbasket. Um, it seems to be that's exactly all it was was they didn't have De'Aaron.
2: Uh, let's bring in our brother Will Z here. Will Z. You think the uh, stats.com by the way, offense look pretty normal to you back back to a, after a, a couple of games of, oh, they're focusing too much on defense. The offense is falling apart. Back to normal.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, it seems like everyone's kind of gotten their groove back um, other than Keegan. still I think trying to get in that groove offensively. But in terms of the dribble handoff game working like we've talked so much about it early in the season. And how it really wasn't there at all. It's that's going. The pick and roll game is going pretty well. Um, they're not as dynamic as last year, I don't think yet. But I think that in terms of kind of the flow, it feels right.
3: What What are you when you say they're not as dynamic? Like, what are you seeing? Like, what are you thinking about when you think they were a little more dynamic last year?
0: I don't think they're scoring in as many different kind of ways as they were last year. I think what they were so special at last year was they would have a game where it's like they just dominated from the mid-range or dominated from the free throw line or kind of um, just pick the spots depending on what the defense was giving them. I think this year has been so much of Fox has just been so good that he can carry him on any given night that I don't think they've had to do that necessarily. But um, I just think we haven't seen – kind of the variety of like a Kevin Herter 30-point game or like the Keegan-carrying game. It's just been more Fox and then some help from one or two other players.
2: Will, this is the third time that the Kings and the Pelicans have played. The first two uh, did not go Sacramento's way. Mm -hmm. What did the numbers stare out as you were putting the article together over at willzstats.com today? What's the number that stood out to you the most that said, man, King's got to fix this? Uh, main thing is, uh, number one, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and oh, I owe Zion a huge apology. Well, well <laughs> Let's that, that, just that, get that right. of the way. It, it was live on this program in front mm-hmm. of the world where Will Z said, Zion ain't nothing. He ain't going to do anything <laughs> to the Kings tonight. I'm paraphrasing just a little bit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I got some text from Will as that game got underway. He was a little bit nervous about what was happening and yeah he cooked
0: no but zion he it's i was talking to someone the other day it's kind of like mariano rivera where you know the cutter's coming but you still can't hit it you know he's going to drive and finish with his left hand and you still can't stop it he's just such a force inside and he carved the kings up so in the first two games he shot 32 times against the kings 28 of them were in the restricted area. So literally right under the rim.
2: He it's he has one move but it works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he could score by the basket, man. He's a, yeah. He's a
3: problem. He's a problem and this is what I was And it doesn't mean you just fold and like don't play defense or don't try our game plan, but this is what, when we had that discussion I was like like just don't let him go left. I was like, "Well, yeah. He, this is what he does." Yeah. What easier said other, than done. What do you do the other day against somebody twelve for twelve or eleven for eleven? Like
0: Yeah, he set some record for like most points, like most field goals made. Um most field goals without missing or something like that. Yeah, it's um, it's almost it's like
3: uh it's almost like I used to always say talking about the Warriors, like don't let Steph get the threes off. Like overplay the three point shot. Mm-hmm. All right, he's still gonna get 10 threes up. Like Regardless of what you came for, that's that's part of who he is, that's part of what's great. Now, what I think the Kings should do, which I thought they did, ironically enough, even though he had such a game, did pretty well against um, Jokic, is with Zion, give him different looks. Sometimes send Mm -hmm. a hard double team at him and turn him into a passer. Sometimes let him play one-on-one, but don't let him get comfortable in one specific style of defense.
0: Yeah, and just build a wall, but kind of a backed up wall where if his percentage drops so much, I mean, even in the non-restricted paint area, it drops to like 36% on the season. So if you can just give him enough space where you kind of force him to shoot just a foot or two further away, that could go a long way. But again, easier said than done. Uh, The other thing that stood out, And kind of right as the numbers suggested was the Pelicans give up a ton of threes and they're really good at defending the three. And that's exactly the trap that the Kings fell into last time. Mm. And they did not shoot well uh, from beyond the arc in the first kind of mini series.
2: Did the Kings do anything good in those two games?
0: (laughs) Not much. They, I mean, they just fell into that trap hard with the threes. They went, Where's the number? Um, 26 of 89 uh, in the two games. 29.2% from beyond the arc. It's The Pelicans turn teams into shooting teams, and if the shots aren't going to fall, then it's kind of it, especially if you're taking 45 threes a game.
3: I'll still take my chances. If the Pelicans do that again tonight, I think the Kings light it up from beyond the arc. Yeah. I guess this 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 is one of the things you got to be selective with how you do it I know sometimes you got to you know find ways to to get some easier buckets or do anything else like that but you also got to be who you are you got to hit your shots like I don't I don't know mm-hmm. if the Kings you know are going to win a game where they don't hit 12 to 15 threes maybe they're built yeah, for they're... this year but I, I don't I don't know you're that's part of who you are and what makes you good. You got to knock down your shots. So if they're giving them to you, shoot them with confidence.
0: Yeah. Kings are shooting 38% from beyond the arc in their wins and 30% in their losses. So it's definitely, it's super simple, but when they make the shots, they win. When they don't, they lose one of the simplest things in all stats of
2: basketball, but sometimes simple is the truth. Well, looking back at these, box scores rebounding mm-hmm. was a huge issue uh, yeah. for Sacramento in this one that sounds like another thing that they're going to have to they're going to have to find a way to get on top of that numbers cuz they, they these were bad like i'm a, the, yeah. the, the 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 game where they scored 93 it was 55 to 36 mm. mm-hmm. and then i mean the one before that
0: too was much better 38 to 48
2: yeah, with, none of it's in good that one. yeah none of it's good no no <laughs>
0: So we know what the Kings shouldn't do against the Pelicans. So just do the opposite. But, I mean, that's where the Pelicans, they have so much length, where it's Valentinus is just such a big body. So between him, Zion, and Ingram, throwing Herb Jones, even Dyson Daniels, they're just all these long bodies where they're all just kind of driving to the boards. You look at the rebounds in that game that you were saying Damian 13 for Valanciunas, seven for Jones four for Ingram three for Zion five for Jordan Hawkins it's everyone on their team goes and rebounds so for the Kings they'll have to do the same and we've seen that a little bit more this year especially with Herter and Keegan but it'll take a team effort on the boards tonight
3: one of the things I see with this uh with this Kings team going up against Pelicans is I want to see the bench um I'll play their bench. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I think the starters mm-hmm. can do about the same, you know, with each other. Maybe the Kings. You know, who knows what happens there. But I think where you're going to create separation and give your chance, give yourself a, a great chance to win, is with Monk, uh, is with Trey Lyles, uh, Davion and Keon, whoever's playing there. Javale McGee uh, being a presence defensively, like he was on Saturday night. I think the Kings bench is better than New Orleans and. I think that's where you're going to kind of kind of make your, your headway in this mm-hmm. game is with that bench.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is attack Zion on defense, not really inside but on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at the matchups in the first two games. He guarded Barnes the most. So 12 minutes and 12 seconds guarding Barnes, four minutes 45 guarding Lyles. So kind of his two assignments based on who's in. Barnes, when guarded by Zion, 7 of 11 from the field, 5 of 7 from 3. Uh, Lyles, 1 of 2. Uh, Both were three-point shots. But it's like, can you get Barnes in some dribble handoff action and force Zion to run around constantly on defense? Just get him a little tired. Opponents are shooting 41.7% on their three-pointers when defended by Zion. That's a high number. So maybe a big Barnes game if Zion is drawing that same assignment. Uh, just kind of get him uncomfortable on the defensive side the
2: first game was so bad
0: Petrusev
2: played oh yeah played like six minutes king's legend yeah well you want to show some love to Malik Monk before we oh man before we let you go because man he is that dude
0: he's quietly I mean not really quietly for us but quietly um, in terms of the league, he's having a career year, mm. career high in points, 14.4, 41.3% from three, 6.1 attempts per game, which is great. And then 4.6 assists, also career high. Like he's just doing everything this year. I think when the Kings signed him, the whole thing was the Kings got another shooter. And then he shot like 35% or something like that from three last year Mm -hmm. and was more for, we realized, a playmaker for the team. Mm -hmm. But this year, he's kind of gotten that shooter Mm -hmm. mantra back. I mean, 41% on six attempts a game, you'll take that easily from anyone. Mm -hmm. But to have that coming off the bench with the passing, it's just so unique and so special in his just energy. Just everything about his game is so fun to watch as fans. I'm sure it just must be fun on the court for the players with him as well.
3: Yeah, no, he's special, man. He's a special weapon for this group because, like, you can account for him as a, if you're an opposing team and game plan for him. but there are times when he does stuff off script, you know, and, it, and it, mm-hmm. he plays off script sometimes, and there's just things you just can't account for. And that's before we talk about just how talented he is as an offensive weapon so mm-hmm. he he's a special player for this group
0: and you guys talked about it earlier how his scoring his impact on games impacts winning they're five and oh when he scores 20 or more points this season like when he scores they win pretty mm-hmm. another clear simple stat that points to a great picture
2: Will, our first confirmed guest for Thursday. Oh, let's go. Because Will's not going to Las Vegas to no matter what.
3: So Will will be with <laughs> us
2: uh, at Sky River Casino. Will, we appreciate you as always. Everybody head over to willzstats.com to check out all of the amazing work that Will Z does over there on his website. Again, Uh Will, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, my man. Appreciate you guys. Have yes, a good
0: one.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, we'll be at uh, Sky River Casino. For those just tuning in, we'll be at Sky River Casino. Uh, this Thursday uh, for a live broadcast. We could be there for much more depending on what happens tonight, but we Mm. will deal with that tomorrow. No matter what, though, uh, we will be giving away a PlayStation 5 out there uh, at Sky River Casino. Uh, James Hamm opened uh, one of these Jiffy Lou presents uh, behind us earlier today on the Insiders, and they are uh, PS5s. The Insiders, they're giving away like four or five of them. Jeez. Good. We begged and begged and begged and begged our man Matt Graham over at Jiffy okay, hey, Can we have one? He was like, All right, brothers, I got you. Shut out. So he's got uh, a PS five for us to give to you at Sky River Casino yeah. this Thursday. Yeah. So come to so come to
3: Sky River Casino, might leave with a PS five. Yes, well, that's after we open it up to play on the big screen.
2: That's yeah, that's after we figure out. Yeah, we're going to you're gonna get a used PS five. <laughs> Uh, at Sky River Casino uh, this week. No one's going to be paying it. The show might just be uh, me doing play-by-play of people playing on on the PS5 if we can get that, like, 200-inch screen uh, television. Yeah,
3: it'll be just like those Madden Challenge uh, TV shows I used to watch.
2: Just like it. We'll have Leezy film the whole thing. We'll go viral. It'll be huge. Uh, but we have your chance to win. So make your plans to be with us this Thursday, no matter what happens tonight, make your plans to be with us this Thursday at Sky River Casino. We'll come back. James Ham joins us. The Sacramento Kings are in the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament tonight at the Golden 1 Center. We'll talk about that. It's D1KC brought to you by our friends over at Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader
1: ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?